Hi there, this is Dr. Tracy Jones. Welcome to the Tremendous Leadership Podcast, Leaders on Leadership. Today, our guest is Latanya Brock. Latanya is a dear friend of mine. She's the Executive Director of the Quincy Chamber in Quincy, Illinois. She also has a ministry, Latanya Brock Ministries. Latanya has been a leader, a corporate leader for over 20 years, and her passion is empowering others, building community, and diversity and inclusion. You're not gonna wanna miss Latanya's perspective on what it takes to pay the price of leadership. You're listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Tracy Jones. Welcome to the Tremendous Leadership Podcast, Leaders on Leadership, where we talk with contemporary leaders about what it took them to pay the price of leadership. Today, it is my tremendous honor to have my dear friend, my sister from another mister, but we share the same father, Latanya <laughs> Brock. Yes. Latanya is the executive director of the Quincy Chamber in Quincy, Illinois. Latanya has been in corporate leadership for over 20 years. Her passion her passion is empowering others, building community, and diversity and inclusion. And she even has her own ministry, www.latanyabrockministries.com. I'm going to hear all about that. Latanya, sister, friend, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Dr. Tracy. It means a lot to be with you today. <laughs> you are so welcome. Well, listen, the point of this podcast, and you know that, and we've, we've been friends for a couple years now. We met at yes. the Institute of Organizational uh, Management uh, meetings out, and I think it was Wisconsin, wasn't it, Madison? It was, Madison, okay. Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Both there, and that was a wonderful place for our, us to connect. And since then, we have stayed in close contact and talked yes. many a leadership issue, both personal, yes. professional, spiritual, you name it. So um, today we're going to talk about one of my father's favorite speeches, and mm. it was called The Price of Leadership. Oh, wow. It, he says, leadership is a beautiful thing, but it's also something that you're going to have to pay a price in order to do it. And so in Absolutely. this podcast, we really kind of pull back the curtain of leadership and talk about, hey, you know, as a leader, you're going to get your knuckles bloodied, your nose bloody, but that's okay. Absolutely. That's all part of the game. And if, if, if this yes. is happening to you, don't panic and think I'm doing it wrong kind of thing. That's right. right? That's, that's absolutely correct. Thank you, sweet. So we're going to start with this first. So Latanya, the first price my father said uh, was loneliness. And we've all heard yes. the saying that it's lonely at the top. So can you unpack for our listeners uh, with your 20 years of leadership experience, both in um, the business world and even in your ministry, mm -hmm. what does that yes. mean for you as a leader, loneliness? How do you deal with it? And what, what input or what advisement would you give to the, the leaders out there that may be going through a season of loneliness right now? Absolutely. I do want to acknowledge that leadership certainly is very lonely. I think about, and you said it best, it is lonely at the top. I think as you start out, you have a, uh, you have a lot of peers, and then as you, you know, elevate, as, as you continue to get elevated, you have a lot of colleagues, and then you find out that you just have a few. Um, and as you continue, you find out that those that um, are with you, they are, I would like to say that they're eagles as well. So they have their own concerns, they have their own visions, they have their own uh, thinking, they have their own people that they have to lead. So those are times that you um, you get to meet with them maybe quarterly, maybe um, quarterly, maybe uh, maybe even twice a year. But I just think about when it comes to <clears throat> when it comes to leadership, how lonely it is. And that's because when you look around, you can't really um, 
tell your team exactly what you feel. You're carrying this mantle of leadership in a way that's certainly burdensome at, at times. Um, and then also you can you go home and you don't want to take your work home with you necessarily to your spouse. So you find yourself feeling isolated and alone and you have to really just make sure that you know how to self-care mm -hmm. and how to process that um, loneliness or even how to reach out. I think sometimes, Dr. Tracy, it's very difficult to reach out because you know that your colleagues are just as busy, if not busier than you. So um, you certainly try to honor their time, but we have to be, um, I'll call it selfish in a way, but we have to be selfish and, and reach out and talk to other leaders that are up there with us, even if it's just for 30 minutes to just say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. Have you, you know, encounter it? How are you processing it? And sometimes you just need to just kind of, you know, laugh and chat uh, with someone in your, in your space that you don't have to worry about if they're going to, uh, you know, divulge that information to someone else. Mm -hmm. Well, I just think that's that's such a great point because a lot of times we, we feel like we don't want to be a burn on somebody, but yeah, mm -hmm. that's why your tribe is there for you to, when you need somebody. And that's, you know, the devil loves it when we're alone. You got he to does. reach out and, and get that counsel. And boy, the older I get, the more I realize now yes. is not the time for me to just kind of go off on my own, but to really Absolutely. integrate with people that to lift you up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And the other thing I'll say about that, Dr. Tracy, we have to, as leaders, I would encourage the listeners to be very care of what they take on. I, I believe I have found just in my years of taking on more opportunities to serve on boards, on committee, to lend my voice to spaces. Um, I've just found that the more I take on, the more that I am, I'm going to set myself up not just to be lonely, but to feel that loneliness. And um, that's where we kind of experience that burnout, right? So I think as leaders, the higher up we go and the more God elevate us, we have to take the time to evaluate, to make sure that what we are doing is what we are called and asked to do in the current space. Okay. Because yes. just because we can do it, don't mean that we should do it. Right. Absolutely. I love that, Latanya. Okay. So loneliness um, as a leader. Now, the next thing my dad talked about is weariness. Okay. And that kind of goes, yeah. a lot of times we feel alone, we start feeling the burden and we get tired. And my dad yeah. would always say that if you're going to be doing anything, um, you're going to have people that are doing more than their fair share and those that Absolutely. aren't. And it's tired. Leadership is tiring. If it weren't, it everybody is. would do it. Absolutely. How do you, how do you stay replenished or refreshed, Latanya? Oh, that's a loaded question because you're absolutely right. It is very weird because you're constantly having to, um, as we say, be on. You're having to be on um, whether you are just going shopping, whether you are, um, you know, talking to someone else, you have to consistently be on. And that is very draining. And then you have to be there for your team and be there in my current role. I have to be there for my community. And we're in a space where um, COVID-19 and even racial injustice have just taken a toll on everybody. And Dr. Tracy, I can remember when um, it was probably about maybe a month ago when I just felt like I was crashing. So you're mm. talking about weariness. I had to unplug and mm. literally I, I booked a hotel room. I drove two, two hours away. Uh, my husband was certainly okay with that. I drove two hours away and I just unplugged and I had to write out what I was thinking. I had to process what I was feeling as a leader. I put my phone on do not disturb and I just believe um, that I was better as a result of that because I was feeling very weary and exhausted and discouraged. Um, and sometimes we're taught early on in leadership that we don't have space for that. But if you don't take time for that, you will become ineffective and no one is any good when they're ineffective. So weariness certainly have to you have to provide 
that self-care. Sometimes for me, I just have to do it on a Saturday. You know, I run myself a nice bubble bath, like my favorite uh, scented candle, um, get my favorite lotion. You have to do whatever it takes to just rejuvenate. You watch something silly and funny um, on TV and quit taking yourself so serious, right? Um, I have a difficult time with that because my brain consistently thinks about what's next. We don't get a time, we don't get the opportunity as leaders to celebrate our successes because it's like, okay, this is a win, but now I got to think about what's next because this win only lasts as long as it happens, right? So we don't get a chance to take care, to celebrate. So that's why our tribe is extremely important too, because we have to find people that's going to say, you know what, let's go to dinner. Let's take a walk. Let's celebrate you and your success because that's a huge win. So as a leader, I would recommend and strongly encourage find times where you can take small, simple sabbaticals, whether that's at your house and times when you're feeling um, overwhelmed once a quarter, try to go away. If you can't do uh, 48 hours, just try to do 24. And as a leader, you'll see how, um, just how refreshing even that is. It's just to hit the pause button and step away. I love that. That's so important. And, you know, with what's going on, the pace of what's going on and how things, um, you know, it used to be you'd wake up and it was a bad day, but now things are really different. And so you you wake up and you're still like, okay, this is still here. The world is still not the way it used to be. And so we're really going to have to monitor that a lot more closely because we could bounce back quicker before, uh, but now there's some other circumstances weighing on us. We really need to watch for our health, Mm -hmm. literally. Absolutely. And and we have different... We have different barriers now. So Dr. Tracy, you're absolutely right. We have the barriers where we can't really go out to eat like we are used to. We can't get in groups um, over a certain number, depending on where your listeners are. Um, We also are concerned about our health. Mm -hmm. So we are living in an even space where um, even the political landscape is polarizing. So Mm -hmm. as a leader, you just got to be very careful about what you value, what you feel is important, and you got to make sure that you are feeding yourself and making sure you're taking care of yourself. I tell leaders all the time, when I started out, I wish someone would have sat down with me and told me that you're going to be exhausted. There's some days that you're going to want to quit. There's some days when you don't feel like you have another answer. But even if they would have, Dr. Tracy, I want to say to the listeners today, even in this space that we're in now, in COVID, um, in this COVID space, in this racial space, in this hatred space, in a polarizing political scheme, we have to still, as leaders, we have to take care of ourselves is extremely important. And we can't get caught into that. We can't get right. caught up into what other people do. And we don't have the luxury. We don't have the luxury because just like we're processing it, our teams are looking for us and our communities are looking for us and our ministries are looking toward us to give them encouragement. So if we don't take care, we'll begin to resent the opportunity that we do have in this space. Well, and, and you you hit the nail on the head too. And also for the listeners out there, if you're if you're undergoing this, clear your schedule. Nothing is that important that you can't take some time for your health. I mean, I love doing this stuff, but you guys know if something comes up where I'm like, I can't get there. If you can't run the race strong, you're not going to be able to finish the race. So I think some people just feel like, well, I can't not show up or I can't not be this at this meeting. Sure you can. The end of the world isn't going to happen. You know what I'm saying? You have to take care of yourself first and foremost. And a lot of times that's, that's just life letting you know, Hey, you really Mm -hmm. need, you really need to take advisement and, and, and just take care of yourself first and foremost. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you say that I'm reminded just as recent as last Thursday, um, I had to do that. I'm on a board for a credit union. um, And I said, you know, they were meeting in person. And I said, you know what, I'll do a call in. 
Um, and it was very, I mean, I needed that. I needed to just go home. I needed yeah. to get ready um, for just, just relax, get ready for the next day, clear my mind mentally. Um, I didn't have the energy to meet them um, personally and really just uh, give that type of energy, but I was still counted, right? So I still was able to call in and it was the first time um, in the long, in a long time. So a part of me felt that pressure, you know, what are they going to think? What are they going to say? But at the end of the day, you're right. I had to think about how am I going to feel tomorrow if I put in this two hours um, at a meeting and then drive an hour back home. Um, so yeah, we got to take care of ourselves and make those decisions. Absolutely. All right, Latanya. So we talked about loneliness. We talked about weariness. The next thing he talked about was abandonment. And typically mm. abandonment can have a negative connotation, but in this case, abandonment is um, really like a hyper-focus. Um, yeah. Abandoning what you maybe like or want to think about. You, you're in a mm -hmm. business with me. You know, there's certain <laughs> things we love to do, but Absolutely. maybe that's not what we need to focus on to really grow our business and our ministry. So Absolutely. how do you maintain your focus? How do you abandon um, the things that are not value added to stay honed on, on what your place to do. Absolutely. You know, I have gotten um, better over time and certainly continuing to get better in that space where you think about just abandoning different things. And you're right, it's not always negative, but there, there are times when you even have to abandon things that you would prefer to be doing. Um, God has called me to go back to school in this season. So as an executive director, as a founder of a ministry, and now I have school and marriage. And there's some things that I just don't get to do um, that I do have to abandon in order to stay focus. And some of those things may even be as simple as how long I'm taking phone calls or how often during the week I'm taking those phone calls. I'm um, making sure people in my life and around me, they understand why I am, um, as your father say, abandoning them for a season. But it really is to stay focused because we get so distracted easily and we don't do um, our assignment any good. We don't do the people around us any good. Um, and then we'll find ourselves harboring um, unforgiveness and resentment. Um, and then we will fall into those spaces of uh, being even more so weary and feeling lonely. But you just have to stay focused. You have to stay laser sharp about what you're doing. And I would recommend to your listeners, as they look at opportunities to serve on boards, committees. Um, I am at the point now where, Dr. Tracy, I don't do more than two boards. Um, if someone asks me to serve on a board, I'll say, if you have an ad, uh, ad hoc committee or you have a specialized committee that I could commit to for maybe two months, um, that's it. That's all the time that I'm willing to give. And I, there are times I walk away thinking, man, that's a great opportunity. I really want to do that. But I got to stay crisp clear on what my focus is. And I would encourage um, our callers to just really, or our listeners to really think about uh, doing a list of prioritizing. Um, I know that sounds very elementary, but when you start prioritizing what's important, you then um, literally on my wall, I have post-it notes everywhere. And it's what I'm called to do in this space that I'm in currently. And if it doesn't fit in that, or if it's not a part of that, I don't add anything else to that. If it can't be for a brief amount of time, uh, my answer has to be no. And I, I, can't, I have to take something else off the wall right. to put something else on there. So really get clear 
about what, what you're asked to do. And, and perhaps that's even taking a 24 hour period of time and saying, I lay everything out from what board you serve on, what committee, uh, what relationships you're in, how much time they're taking. I mean, literally everything. Are you coaching your team? How much does that require? Because sometimes we have new teams and we, we don't have the luxury of serving on boards like we would if we didn't have those new teams. So just making sure you're crystal clear about taking inventory in your life in order to stay focused. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that list of prioritizing and limiting the boards, I, that's so good. And just because you say no now, that doesn't mean you can't pick it up Absolutely. later. And mm -hmm. uh, there's been a lot of boards, like we have good hearts. So every time I yes. hear an opportunity, I'm like, oh, that's wonderful. Yes. But, but wait, and because otherwise then you can't really be on that board and be all in yeah. like you need to be. So yeah. you're not helping yourself and you're really not helping the board either. Absolutely. And then you, you just don't show up your best self. You right. know, I think about recently I was asked to mentor um, a group of African-American young ladies. And um, Dr. Tracy, I had my baby when I was 16 years old. So that's a passion of mine to talk to young ladies and, you know, the self-esteem. But I just knew that I could not do that. And, um, you know, I, like I told the individual that asked, I can do a one and done. For example, you can call me in and I can do um, maybe an hour uh, talk and you have someone else to come in and just kind of um, undergird me in that sense. So, so you can make it work, but you just right. can't. I couldn't take on the, the, the opportunity to literally mentor them for six months to a year. That wouldn't no. have been well for me. And they no, wouldn't that, have got my SL. So even when we're passionate about stuff, we're not going to be able to do it. I love that. I love that. And you know what? And then other people will have the opportunity to come in along and serve. It's not always Absolutely. up to us kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hi, sweetie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that was awesome. I love that running in the background. It's so cute. <laughs> All right, darling. Okay. So lastly, my dad talked about the fourth, mm -hmm. fourth price of leadership is vision. And a mm -hmm. lot of people vision is like, you know, you got, you see things nobody else could see. But my dad always said that vision was just um, uh, knowing where you're going, seeing mm -hmm. what needs to be done and doing it. Okay. Absolutely. So I kind of say that's more like clarity or wisdom. Uh -huh. So how do you, how do you hone your vision? How do you mm -hmm. hone that? Because Latanya, you know, it changes every day and mm -hmm. um, everything changes and we got to be open to it. But how do you, what are your vision clarity uh, tips for people out there? Absolutely. I would encourage um, everyone to come up with, I don't know if they have a personal mission statement for their life, but making sure that personal, I'm sorry, <laughs> making sure that personal, that personal mission statement aligns with the assignment that they're doing um, in their, whether it's in corporate America, whether it's personally, and whether it's in, mission, in ministry. But the other thing about vision is making sure that you are writing your vision. You know, we're told to write the vision and make it plain so okay. we have to write it. We have to keep it before us. And the, the other thing that I'm very clear about is when I have that vision, I don't go over four strategies. So in other words, I think about four things that are very important. For example, in corporate, in corporate America, we do it, right? We come up with our strategic plan. Um, in, in, at, our, at the chamber, we have four pillars. It is community enrichment, diversity and inclusion, leadership, and advocacy. So that's the vision. And within those visions, my purpose falls, right? My purpose, my mission for life. But I don't take on any other assignments outside of those visions. Even if one of my uh, sponsors come and ask, and my organization is fully ran by memberships and sponsors, but if it's not something that fall within those four pillars, that's the vision of what I'm called to do. 
that that's it for the next three years i am solid that that's the vision so we have to get very clear about what our vision is and we can see it but other people can't and i believe tracy that that helps with the clarity because other people can't see it that when i say that this is what i'm also saying they can't see it they don't have the um for the privilege to see it like laser focus like you do so when they're asking they're not thinking about your vision they're thinking about theirs so mm. we have to make sure that we understand what our vision is and that okay. we stay clear about that and okay. the other part of that is we also have to make sure we are not holding other people dr tracy responsible for the vision that we have been given um, and i will say methods change but visions don't so we got to unpack that when you say not holding people responsible. Can you unpack what you mean by that? That's really profound. Absolutely. I believe at times we think so people ask us to do something and we will begin to say, well, they don't uh, prioritize what I prioritize or they're not passionate about what I'm passionate about mm -hmm. or even they're not. They don't understand or they don't support me. That's really the word we use. They don't support me and what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And even and so they're asking me to do something that's a against my vision. So we say they don't support me. And in actuality, it's not that they don't support you. It's that you cannot hold them responsible for what you're called to do. And I have to remember that even in marriage. Um, even in my marriage, my husband is not called to do what I'm called to do. He's mm. called to love the same God. He's called to, um, he's called to pray for me. He's called to support me in that arena. But it That's is not his priority to always keep what my vision is before him. And I have to alleviate him of the responsibility of carrying that burden because it's not his responsibility. It's my vision and it's my responsibility. So we gotta be clear that we're not asking other people to say yes to what we're called to do. Absolutely. So then what do you do with your team then if you're crafting that? How, how do you how do you blend that in? So, I mean, that's a really great thing to be aware of, but mm -hmm. in the end, doesn't everybody have to eventually come together under coalesce under one single vision? Absolutely. So when it comes to work and even, I don't even want to say just work, when it comes to life, any area um, of work or any sector of business, we have to make sure that people that we're bringing on board or entered into relationships with, we got to make sure that they understand what the vision is and what the focus is. It doesn't mean that they don't get the opportunity to do what they are called to do, but they got to understand that at the end of the day, this is the vision and this is what we're aiming at. Okay. And I used to say that all the time in banking. When tellers would come in in banking, when I first started um, leading at, at teller, the teller line, they would come in and they would have passions. And um, I knew that they would probably not be there the next five years because some of them was in college. Um, but at the end of the day, we were there to make sure that we enhanced the member experience mm -hmm. and that we encouraged the members to do the right thing financially. Um, so that's what we were there for. So I could ask them what their passions were. And I had one young lady, I remember uh, very vividly, her passion, she wanted to be a counselor. Well, what better way to, to really talk to members? And what better way to start really even sharpening that skill? Because we have what we call transferable skills. So even in leading, look for those opportunities of transferable skills. So it's a win-win. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a win-lose. And you, you can still point toward the vision, just making sure you're clear about who you're bringing 
on your team. I love it. Beautifully put. I love that differentiation. Okay, so Latanya, we covered the different mm -hmm. uh, prices of leadership, loneliness, weariness, abandonment, yes. and vision. Is there anything else for our, list our listeners who are emerging leaders and leaders yeah. at various stages that you would like to share with them that you found on your leadership journey? You know, one thing that I think of, I say actually it's maybe two things. I think of uh, being a catalyst and being a change agent. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll go ahead and throw the third thing in there, being a trailblazer. As a leader, we got to remember that. And it goes, it even covers the vision. Um, it also covers the priorities for our life. We got to remember people are not going to see or hear um, all the instructions that we get. And when it's time for you to make change as a leader, we got to step into that. The biggest thing, the biggest problem for me that I had in leadership is my thinking um, and then also really wanting to please people, really wanting to please the people around me, wanting everybody to like me. And we got to remember that if we're called to uh, really facilitate change, you and everybody is not going to agree with you. And I often say this, I, I will promise you I will be likable at all times, even if you don't like me. So even as a leader, we got to remember that we are called to be trailblazers in some spaces. Some spaces we're not, but some spaces we are. And people are counting on us to change. People are counting on us to change things. And sometimes they don't realize what that change completely looks like. Wow. Um, Dr. Tracy, I live in a, a very rural community now of about 40,000 people uh, that's that's really close in about 20, a 20 to 25 mile radius. But outside of that, we're collectively about 60,000. And as I began having the conversation about diversity and inclusion, I had to go slow. I had to, because as a visionary, you'll get it and you think you got to get there fast, but you got to bring people along and yes. you got to get their buy-in. Um, it goes back to, and I, I know I keep repeating this, just because you see it don't mean that they see it. You got to give it to them in bits. You got to get the right people on the board. And the first on board, the first people that I had to get on board literally was my board of mm -hmm. 21 directors. I had to get them on board to understand why diversity and inclusion was important. Um, to them, it was all about retention. That works for me. That is extremely important. It's about retention in, in organizations. It's also about innovation within organizations. But the other thing that I had to make sure, because they had to fund this vision that I had, right? So the other thing that I had to make sure that I did was take time to answer their question. I never lost, I never lost eyesight of the vision. What I wanted to do to be to become a more inclusive culture. Um, and that required me to be vulnerable. That required me to slow down. Um, and it did take me a year and a half to get the right people um, in the space I needed them to be. But we're three years in now and it's taken off. And the other thing about when we have to, when we are called to be uh, lead, ch uh, change agents and we do it when we are supposed to do it. I think about uh, Dr. Tracy, if I would have missed this opportunity, and I hope your listeners are listening to this. If we miss opportunities, we also miss the time and then we have to do it over again. Mm. If I would not have started the conversation four and a half years ago about diversity and inclusion, now in a critical time in our world where diversity is literally causing our world to be split guess what my message has been for the last four years? And I have other leaders now calling me, asking me, what do I need to do for my team? What do we need to do for our organization? How do we push this forward? But I just remember thinking four, year, four and a half years ago, how afraid I was to implement a change in a community that I thought, sometimes we get in our own way, remember I said our thinking, that I thought they're not going to receive me, they're not right. going to believe 
me. I'm not going to get their buy-in. Those were my thinking. That was my thinking. It wasn't theirs. And I was projecting my thinking onto them. But once it got to a place where I began to walk, and I tell people, sometimes we just got to do things afraid as a leader. We're not going to always, we'll have peace, but there still may be, I'm afraid of doing this. What if? What if it's a be- what if it's a beautiful sermon? I I preached it several times, but we just gotta know, Dr. Tracy, that we we get we just gotta know that when it's time to do something, don't be afraid mm-hmm. to step in that space and be that change. And then a trailblazer. You may not have ever seen anybody else do it the way that you're being asked to do it, but step in it and blaze your own trail. Mm-hmm. So I tell you, I tell the listeners, do not be afraid. When we are called to lead, we're also called to affect change. When we say yes to leadership, we say yes to being a change agent, mm-hmm. a alone in it. Um, and I love that. Uh, we, we'll, we're we always alone in it at times. I shouldn't say always, majority of the times. Yeah. We're, we're alone in it. But we can feel, we can take that uh, feeling of alone and think that we're lonely. And it goes back to what we said earlier, making sure that you have that tribe, mm-hmm. making sure that you're looking for people um, that you can call. And I want to leave, I want to say this to the listeners in this space, to make sure that you have the right mentors in your space that, and just because they're busy, does not mean they don't have the opportunity to mentor you. Right, right. So don't be afraid. Remember, Dr. Tracy, I asked you, hey, listen, do you have, just once a quarter, um, that's really all we need. We don't need, um, we don't need the lifeline all the time, right? Because we're not babies anymore. We're grown and we're, list, we're leading. So that. we have to remember that the people that we want to be attracted to, they are going to be just as busy <clears throat> or more busy um, than we are. But don't be afraid to ask. Um, and then certainly reach out. Do your own research. Read. Um, I remember someone told me that they read uh, two books a month. I'm not there, but I do think about the things that I need um, enhanced, and that's time, that's priority, um, and time to focus. And so I have two books that now that I'm just going through and reading and getting nuggets out of those um, to help me. Um, and that goes back to staying focused and being laser focused as well and intentional. Um, intentionality is expensive, right? It's expensive. It is expensive. But guess, guess who's going to pay the cost if we're not intentional? We right. are. Right. And I love that. You even said that they brought you into this position. Mm-hmm. And then, so the expectation is, I love that when you said they're counting on you to change things. If they yeah. wanted stuff to go on the way it was, they would have left the position open and saved money. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And you do yeah. have a beautiful little yeah. community. Cause I remember I flew to your airport that one time. Yeah. If you've yeah. ever flown into Quincy, it was awesome. Very different, right? It was, it's like your own little, pro- I thought Harrisburg was small. And remember that storm came and I got off and it was soaking wet where they're like, oh, you just walked to the, ta- to the tarmac. And I'm like, but there's a, like this? a raging storm. Well, and then this little old man went in front of me and I'm like, well, if he's going, I'm going. That was odd. That was my introduction to Quincy. Yes. Like, I like go. this town. Yeah. <laughs> I like this town. Yes. Well, I love it. Yes. And, and I love how you, you brought that up that, you know, sometimes it's our own insecurities where we think, it well, is. people don't listen to us. Who said that? They heard you Who for it. That? Okay. Absolutely. So come on, give them a chance. Yes. I mean, yes. they, yes. they were, they were wise enough to let you take the helm. Um, now show them what you can do and don't Absolutely. back out of it. Oh, I love yeah. it, LaTanya. Okay. So and that's a part of being our authentic self. Yeah, that absolutely. We that we're well, you got that right. And yeah, not listening to our inauthentic negative self. Absolutely. Yes. Well, Tanya, yes. how can people find out, uh, stay connected with you? 
absolutely. So they can reach me, Dr. Tracy, at Latanya Brock Ministries at gmail.com. And if they want to see, um, that's my email, but if they want to see what I'm doing as far as ministry, it's latanyabrockministries.com. Um, and certainly if they want to see what we're doing as a chamber and get in touch with me that way as well, they can do quincychamber.org. They can find out all the information they need there to get in touch with me. Um, yeah, and I would, I would love that. I would love to hear from your listeners and just want them to be encouraged in leadership and know that whatever you're experiencing, someone else has experienced it, maybe in a different facet, but they want to be there for you. So let them. Absolutely. Well, folks, thank you so much. Latani, thank you so much for thank sharing you. your wisdom with us. It's always such a time of refreshment listening to you. Mm -hmm. And you are such a wonderful leader, such a visionary. And you're just, you're always growing. You're always evolving. And, and you call me and you're like, hey, I unpacked this. I realized yes. this. And it's just, it's such a joy to watch. I just, it, it's a wonderment. And I just thank you for all that you bring, what you share with our listeners, what you have taught me today, and for being on here. So thank you so much, sister. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you and who you are in my life. Thank you. Thanks, Latanya. Okay, to our tremendous listeners, thanks so much. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please reach out to Latanya. We have the links down at the bottom so you can reach out and stay connected to her. That's how we all build our tremendous tribe, by reaching out. Also, if you like what you heard, please hit the subscribe button and the little bell and do us the honor of a rating, please. We'd really appreciate that. And share us with there's other leaders out there that want to know what it takes to pay the price of leadership. Let them know there's tons of us out there fighting the good fight and we're there to help each other. So you guys be blessed. Have a tremendous day. Take care. Thank you for listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Find out more about Dr. Jones at www.tremendousleadership.com. If you've been ignited by something you heard in this episode, let us know by leaving a review for Tremendous Leadership wherever you listen to podcasts or by sending us a message through www.tremendousleadership.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.